Welcome to ThoughtWaves Podcasts, where thinkers delve into meaningful topics about life and everything under the sun. I'm Ronel. And I'm John. We're your hosts and the co-founders of Never What You Think, the community of four thoughts that dig deeper. Today, we're here with uh, one of our guest bloggers and fellow thinker, Crystal Small. Hi, Crystal. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks. All right. So, want to care telling us a little about yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Crystal Small. <laughs> uh, I'm a copywriter. I live in San Diego. Um, I'm originally from New York, and I'm a transplant to San Diego. And now I say I'm from LA because I've been there for the past few years. Um, so that's what I'm up to. I write and I dance. Cool. And do you mind telling us, for those who don't know what a copywriter is, just a little bit about what copywriting is all about? Oh, sure. I write ads. Um, so and websites, uh, mostly digital, so I write banner ads, or I'll write um, web site copy. <laughs> <laughs> you copy and you write? <laughs> Not to be confused with copy R-I-G-H-T. Yes. Copyright W-R-I-T-E. Yes. Cool. Cool. So just to give a little background, Chris and I got acquainted because I too I'm a copywriter by day. Oh, do you want to then <laughs> explain to them also? What? <laughs> no, she did a good job. <laughs> oh, well, copywriters too, they also, we're also part of coming up with the big idea to create right. concepts and working with designers. Um, yeah, we met because we used to work at the same agency and had a lot of fun <laughs> coming up with stuff for work and outside of work. Um, so, Crystal, what, why do you do what you do? Um, I made up this phrase that writing curbs the madness, which means that um, the only thing stopping me from going crazy is when something is bothering me and I can write it down yeah. or I can come up with an idea um, that kind of makes me forget about what I'm worried about in real life and get super absorbed in whatever I'm writing, whether it's a character or a story or an ad. Did you keep a diary? I did keep a diary for my entire life up until college, and I only recently stopped keeping it because now I write for a living. So it's <laughs> I should get back into it, but I just got super busy. So you yeah. share your deepest thoughts to the public now? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like there are deeper thoughts within myself that I should be keeping in my journal okay. and not sharing on my blog. So. But you do that anyways, <laughs> though. Sometimes I do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> it's the internet. So you were the, you were the nerd that people you know always were upset about because everyone sucked at essays and you were just amazing at it, essentially. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> uh, what did you major in? Um, I was a communication major with a minor in advertising and a focus on mass media. So I was really interested in how um, the media affects how people think. So, yeah, you just always been a writer? Always. Like, yeah. literally, since I was born. Right out the womb. <laughs> just, you know, picked a pencil. You etched on your mom's uterus? <laughs> Crystal was here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think those are the stretch marks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> cool. Um, you probably already <coughs> mentioned why you do what you do, but, like, what, what do you live by? Like, what's your philosophy in life? My philosophy in life. Um, <laughs> be yourself, and if you can't, write it down, I guess. <laughs> okay. Right on. Yeah. I Pun not know. intended. 
Right. So, Crystal, from your recent blogs on Never What You Think, you definitely are a huge advocate for individuality. So, do you mind telling us what mean what being an individual means to you? Uh, sure. Um, being an individual means not relying on anyone else to know what you want to think and how you want to feel and what you want to do. Um, a lot of people have a source that they'll go to, whether it's um, religion or their parents or whatever, which is fine. But you can't entirely rely on one thing and one source to determine how you're going to live your life. And I think being an individual is kind of figuring out things for yourself. I'm curious, is that like the part of the stereotypical like New York mindset, you know? <laughs> um, Way to play stereotypes in this. <laughs> I would just say, yeah, that's why I said stereotypical. That's interesting because I think moving from New York had a lot to do with how I think. Um, when I was uh, in middle school, that's when my parents just kind of plucked me out of school and took me to California. And I had a click there. I had all my friends. I, ha I had established myself in the school. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I had to move somewhere else where I was just me. And it was like just I was naked. Like I had no one to hide behind and no one to tell me what to do and no one to fit in with, really. I didn't know which groups to be with. Um, so I just kind of had to figure things out for myself. And since then, I guess I've just kind of been like, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't care about clicks. I don't care about other people telling me what to do. I'm tired of like relying on someone else to be me and shape my personality. How old were you when you were moved from? I was 12. Okay, so mm -hmm. middle school, late middle school? Late middle school, That's yeah. That's a pretty pivotal like, age for, yep. yeah, okay. Going on 13 and you have like no click to lean on, it was very strange, very strange time. <laughs> Beyond just clicks, also just friends, right? Just right, I mean, no, my yeah, friends I mean, like, were a click. Okay. <laughs> That's the sad thing about okay. my middle school experience. So if they're listening. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are listening, <laughs> I won't say that, but I want to say What click was it, like, the um, popular girls, or? <clears throat> it was the popular girls who wore, I remember so clearly, they all wore Tim's and, uh, like the newest Nikes and I always wanted to have those and they would say like if you don't do what we want to do at recess we'll fight you after school and I remember like them threatening to fight me. Did they ever actually act that out to anyone else? Oh I didn't show up oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes they did to wow. other people. There are a lot of fights um, and so I was just kind of like reliant on fitting in as protection gotcha. when um, when I moved I didn't have to do that anymore, and I figured it out, so that was good. So would you say that is what um, influenced you to have such a strong sense of individuality? Was that particular phase in your life? That was your origin story? Yes, I think that was my <laughs> origin story. Um, also, my parents always pushing me to question things and figure things out. Okay. Um, also, my older cousins always telling me what to do, and I didn't want to do it. I had to fight them a lot. <laughs> but the pivotal thing was me moving and not having anyone to tell me what to do. Sounds like you faced a lot of oppression. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote an essay about it. <laughs> Perhaps I'll post it on the blog. Okay. Yes. If it's under, it's under 700 words. Yeah. <laughs> so, with, so with all that, what do you think people need to do more or less of to embrace themselves? Like, as, as you're observing our generation and society mm -hmm. today, people taking selfies, all that stuff, social media, what 
have you observed in your personal opinion that people need to do more or less of to be more of an individual? I'm going to get very specific and I'm going to say do not hunt for likes <laughs> and retweets and shares on Facebook and all that stuff because I I can feel myself falling into that trap sometimes like I'll post a new picture and a minute later I'll be like oh I wonder who liked it how many people have liked this and I'll look and be like what am I doing I don't care like I posted it for my friends to see and my friend the friends that I want to see it will see it and like it I don't need like 50 likes to measure how my worth and I think a lot of people do that. I think that's why a lot of us post selfies. I think that's why we're on social media 24-7 just posting everything about our day because we just want people to pay attention to us and to like us. Mm. But we can do that without social media. We've done it for years before that. So we, we should really stop fishing for likes and compliments. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> it kind of harkens back to our, we did a 180-day experiment. I'm not sure if Renault told you this. Yes. Yeah, so 180 days on social media, and that was definitely one of the key factors. We um, we feel that, or felt, feel both past tense and per, present, uh, per, current, present tense. That's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, that a lot of people try to have, a lot, um, try to gain affirmation from others through social media, which is very bad if you think about it. Right. So... Yeah, what you say after you. Yeah. yeah, I like the way you put that, trying to gain affirmation. Just like someone confirming that you're worth something right. is not good. Which was a problem even before social media, really. Like people looking for affirmation beyond themselves. Right. Which is important to an extent. It's human nature. Yeah. But we've kind of magnified it and amplified it through social media and just made it so present and so top of mind all the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like you were saying, you were posting, like, I don't, did you take that, why did you take that selfie of yourself and post it? What? When you're, you're saying an example, like you post a uh, selfie, uh. why did you take that and post it? Honestly, because I thought I was in a cool place. <laughs> I wanted everyone to see that I was having a great time like that's it but I realized that I was doing that and I consciously want to make an effort not to do that yeah because that I was noticing that when we were on the experiment um, the first couple weeks I had these urges like I, I was going to a show and I wanted to post my seat from the show and then I was a lot of instances like that was happening and so I realized that Wow, I'm taking, I'm documenting my life for them, right? Then for me, and I realized like what I was doing. I was like, why, why don't I don't need to take a picture of my seat to show them? Like I have the memory, I have the ticket that yes. says where I was sitting. <laughs> so uh, that was a huge realization I had too, um, just in the beginning of the experiment because it was just already like uh, automatic to want to post, mm -hmm. right. take a picture and post. Right. Yeah, and so now. Because of that experiment, I take pictures of stuff like that or things, and I just keep them in my phone. I don't post right. a lot. I post maybe like so, like one out of like a ten that I took. Mm -hmm. I don't need to post the whole album. So. Right, yeah. That's like when we went to Sierra together, Romo and I. Um, we went to a concert, and automatically, like... We, we had our phones out and then we were like, wait a second, we're, we have to enjoy this concert. Right, right. Why don't we just like take one picture and put our phones away and just enjoy being here? 
And you guys, yeah, I, I, at that concert, I didn't whip out my phone at all. Yeah, and I told them, I was like, you guys can just tag me and send me those videos and pictures. I'm not going to take pictures. I want to enjoy it, Sierra. Right. So. And then I was like, okay, just one video from my own self. I'm not going to post this. Right. Just going to go in my pocket. <laughs> um, I don't want to derail this too much, but then again, this is a podcast. We can do what we want, you know. But um, <laughs> interestingly enough, Ronell and I had different... Uh, Results, for lack of a better term, of uh, from the experiment, while Rennell pushed away from social media, I actually accepted social media because I used to be before the experiment. I used to hate social media a lot. Now I see it as a tool, which I you know, which one needs to part themselves away from. But I recognize it as a tool to use. Um, so it was it was funny. But the one um, recently, I was telling my friends how I feel like I'm not promoting this, and it's not an advertisement. They didn't pay me to say this, but I love Snapchat. Mainly because it's a social media. It's a way of communicating. It's a way of communicating. It, you can draw on it, um, and you can share it to specific people as opposed to just the conglomerate world. So right. it was very. Uh, it could be interpersonal yet broad in the same sense. So I agree with you on Snapchat. It's um, it, it helps you be more in the moment because it's it's gone so fast. Exactly. I feel. Yeah. In the same sense, though, it's a shame that it gets deleted, but you can always. You can now download, download it. Yeah. Which defeats the purpose, but that's a different topic. <laughs> different topic, <laughs> different time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we both found the medium because before the experiment, I was way too into social media, and he was way not into social media. And then we both went like this, and we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all off. It's also interesting because Renelle and I have very different friend groups, and so things that she noticed from social media, I never noticed because my friends post stuff on online, which have. Like, it's instead of it's like it being, I and mean, there, there are people that take pictures of them at the gym, you know, there's those stereotypical shots, but also I have a lot of friends that just post like the thoughts to just chew on, and then yeah. you can just comment and create like a form. So we have different friend groups, which I think why we responded differently to social media. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, speaking of Snapchat, I don't personally use it, but I know I've seen friends use it and I know of it. And that can segue into. So the first blog you wrote us, um, why you should stop calling yourself undateable, and correct me if I'm wrong or add anything. Mm-hmm. It's essentially about not selling yourself short in finding someone or in finding love, right? Right, uh, and not letting other people <coughs> label you um, in a way that you don't want to be. The only person who can call you undateable is yourself, essentially. Right. And I wrote a response to that saying, I'm not undateable, everyone else is. <laughs> and it's it's a like, semi-opposing, but it's mine was more of saying that, well, the reason why people are thinking that way or why, why I don't think that it's not as easy for, for me to find a date or find people dateable is because of the way that dating has evolved um, throughout the years. And one of those things is like uh, Snapchat, like and social media and uh, instant gratification. And one of my theories in there was like, I think things like Snapchat and having the uh, Command Z button or the ability to edit posts. Control Z. Uh, what? What? Or Control Z. <laughs> the ability to have it's always like that safety net, and which kind of feeds into um, pacifying us for. Um, having a safety net and not committing and not really being involved in a relationship and so I kind of 
use that to sprout that. I mm-hmm. want. I know we discussed briefly a little bit about your <laughs> thoughts, but now I want to know more about what your thoughts on that aspect of being undateable, quote yes. unquote, is. Um, I think there's a lot of negative things you can say about social media and dating and how us being able to stalk another person without actually get, getting to know them can like hinder a relationship. Um, being able to edit yourself before replying to a text can be kind of debilitating because you, ne- you might never end up sending anything because you're too busy rewriting yourself. But on the other hand, it's helped us a lot, I think, to have these tools because um, when you have to talk to someone in person all the time, it's very nerve-wracking and you don't always get the chance to do it. Um, when you get to text or you get to interact on Facebook, it's it's just easier. But I mean, that's the bottom line. It's just easier to get in touch with someone. If you don't have someone's number, just add them on Facebook. Not a big deal. Your friends, whatever. And it makes you feel less nervous and kind of let your guard down, I think. Um, and be yourself more than you would if you were in person and you had to put on this act to get this other person to like you. Do you mind? I know this is. I know you're the feature, Crystal. But do you mind if I interject my thoughts into this? <laughs> interject. Yes, this interject. is what it's for. Well, thank you. I just need the permission first off. Permission <laughs> yeah, granted. Yeah, I'll ask for the lease next time. But um, yeah, I feel like uh, the whole. I, while I really, really, really do value person-to-person interaction, um, I know that it's not easy for everyone, and. Um, I, in a sense, yes, you could, as Crystal says, you could definitely mask yourself, create fake profiles, you know, create yourself so that you, uh, create a facade so that people can see you a certain way. But in the same sense, if you are honest on social media or via texting, you are yourself. Some people communicate best through that. And eventually they will have to, you know, talk to the person one-on-one for talking about dating. They'll have to, you know, eventually meet right. the person in person. Can't do right. catfishing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... I think it's a good way for people who aren't as sociable to kind of just wade in the water. Right. Uh, yeah, it definitely depends on the type of person you mm-hmm. are, how sociable you are. I hate to say introverted, extroverted. Cause yeah, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's so yeah, much it's more, more than, than that, that. But like, for lack of a better term, that. And um, I think it's also a balance, too. Of course. Because what I've, at least in my experience, I find more people trying to do texting and social media instead of trying to do more in-person things. I'm more of the type of person like, how about we just meet up for coffee? Yeah. And I don't want to do this like texting game thing. Right. <laughs> or maybe it's because I'm, I'm a writer and I overthink, so I'm like, okay, no. I mean, <laughs> like you said, I get caught up. And sometimes I, I tend to read in between the lines and the emojis mm-hmm. and the response times. Like, how come the three dots were there and then they disappeared? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Especially if you don't know the character of the other person, they start giving, like, you know, they start writing a certain way that you're not used to. Like, why are they using ellipses? Ellipses. Are they mad at me? Uh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Also, for me, another reason why I do value in person conversations because there's, while there is subtext in text, um, there is so much to gather from one's inter- uh, facial and vocal interaction that you just can't capture through social media, in my opinion. Definitely, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, um, back to the point of my blog post, <laughs> you can play the game that 
you want to play. If you if someone keeps texting you and you want to take it to the next level and you're sick of just this game of like, when is he going to text me back? Should I wait an hour? Should I wait a day? Blah, blah, blah. Just don't. Just say, do you want to meet up for coffee? Do you want to do this or whatever? And if they don't, then they're not your type. And if they do, then awesome. They're undateable. <laughs> See? <laughs> they're undateable. See, I'm not undateable. Everyone else is. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're both right. There's a happy... <laughs> I'm glaring. I'm, for the for the podcast people, I'm glaring at Ronell right now. You always glare at. <laughs> yes, but this time specifically, I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's been, you're being comical in the same sense. They have their reasons why. Right. Yes. So, excuse my all <laughs> my glasses at Ronell and just glare at her. Okay. Well, I understand. Yes, and I've learned over the years to uh, work with it and accept it. And I've kind of I want to say that I've kind of conformed myself to it. I'm texting more than I usually, like, ever thought I would. So, I understand that, but I wonder if, like, if you guys think, like, there's any, like, resolution to this whole thing. Um, I don't, to be honest, because we are just going to keep moving forward. We're not going to all of a sudden be like, let's not use technology. I don't like that. (laughs) We're always just going to keep finding the next thing, the next way to communicate that we like. Awesome. Sorry. 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 No, 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 go for it. Go for it. Go for it. You're not Um, It. I mean, it's happened, like, I don't know, back in the 20s, you had to, like, go up to a woman's door and bring her flowers and all this stuff, and, and then you didn't, and people longed for the old days. Now, we moved so far past that that it's like we don't even remember, and people long for the days when you just, like, called someone on the phone. So things are always going to change. I don't really think there's a time when people are going to be satisfied with the way it is. You kind of just have to go with it and find someone who thinks the way that you do, if that's what you want. Yeah, I think there's there's always that idea of people want to find an intermediary. Intermediary? It's, it's not pronounced right. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> there's always this, a middleman that people will want to go through, whether it be social media or even just people passing notes in class or people asking their friend to tell uh, the girl they like to talk to them my gosh when I'm working in these I'm, I'm, I'm a substitute currently and I, I've witnessed a lot of madness that I will not share <laughs> on podcast but it's it, it exists that without social media you can find these ways to go around the in-person conversation that's true so even before before time right I mean what it boils down to is vulnerability yes it's human nature like we don't like people being, pansies yeah we're pussies yeah <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I, curious about the etymology of pansy. What is that? I was like, pussy, I get, which I don't. I I still find weird because, anyhow, this is that's a whole different, a whole different gender topic. issue. Yes, it is. Because these are strong. Yeah, but pansy, what's pansy from? What's the etymology? If you know, comment below. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us. I never. Anyhow. All right, now to. I want to say devil's advocate. But to throw a wrench into the gears, uh, you have, I know we, we all recognize you have very strong views of individualism, which is great. Um, it's very important to, to very much in today's society, which is people are so dependent. But I am curious, though, what your view is about community and people working together and one even sacrificing one's own right for the sake of helping others out. What's your thoughts on that broad topic of community and relenting, not relenting, releasing one's individuality for that? 
I don't think the two are mutually exclusive okay. necessarily. Um, I think you can be your own person and have your own views and still be part of something bigger and join a team or be in a relationship or um, have a job where you have to work with other people. Um, it's just all about bringing your own view to that relationship, whatever it is, and contributing something. Because if you are just thinking for yourself and not contributing your thoughts in any way to anything, then it's useless being an individual. The whole point is for us all to bring our own views together to make something else great in whatever situation you're in. <laughs> okay, so it harkens back to what you're saying definitely about your view of individual, individuality is so much about having your own holding uh, having your own beliefs not being dependent on other people's beliefs 100% right cool okay yeah that, that, that's cool <laughs> I don't know if you want to add to that or no we heard that song but, uh, do you know She and Him no um, Zoe Deschanel oh yeah, yeah she yeah. has her own little music band mm-hmm. and there's a song it's called Together and the lyrics is um we all go through it together, but we all go at it alone. It's, I don't know, the way you said oh. it. The way you oh. said it kind of reminds me of the, <laughs> those lyrics. Yeah. Deep. <laughs> no, and it's like a happy, bubbly song, too. Um, and that's, most, that's all our questions for you. Do you have any questions for us? Yes. So, uh, you don't have to get too personal, but I want to know if there's an instance in which social media really helped you communicate with someone that otherwise maybe you wouldn't have had the opportunity. I can go first. I have mine. Um, for me, there, this kind of happened and oddly too. It was one Christmas, I think I was like 20 years old, and we were going through, uh, we were organizing our photos, my mom and I, old photos, and I saw a picture of my baptismal, and there was this woman uh, present there in a lot of my pictures from ages from when I was born till two years old and I asked her like who's this woman and she said that was my godmother one of my godmothers because in Philippine tradition the we have you have uh, more than one godmother and godfather mm-hmm. so she was one of them and um, she said they lost contact after we moved from Sacramento to San Diego and so I was like oh what's her name and she told me her name and I tried uh, like to uh no, actually, I did not try to find her. I just said, what's her name? And, and she, my mom said they lost contact because back then all they had was phones. And when they moved, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like addresses and phones, and that was it's it. gone. And I want to say like a month or two later, uh, I got a message from this woman. Like this was totally unrelated and uh, on Facebook. And she said, are you the daughter of, she named my parents, and because I am your godmother, well, I was like, what? This is so crazy because I just, and I told her, I was like, I just looked at, I just learned who you were a couple months ago. That's crazy. And she was like, if uh, I would love to keep in touch. If you're not the Ronald Morris that I'm talking about, then I'm sorry. And then I, I but I messaged her, I was like, oh my God, yes, I am that person. <laughs> and then she said too, she's like, she cried that day too and everything. And I was like, yes, let's Skype. Uh, yes, let's catch up. And so, uh, maybe a couple weeks later my mom and I we Skyped with her and then that was a reunion so she, the last time I, she saw me I was two years old wow. and then That's now I'm, I was 20 at that time so she's like mm. oh my god you've grown such a beautiful woman blah 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 and so now we're uh, we're Facebook friends and she 
Uh, it's funny. Uh, my 21st birthday, she sent me a birthday card, and it was like, happy 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, all the way up to 21st birthday. Like, all the birthdays I missed. So. That's so funny. Yeah. That's great. That I know without social media, I would have never reconnected with my mm. long-lost godmother. So <laughs> Those are the stories I yeah. wanted to hear. <laughs> uh, for me particularly I, I don't know if social media is to help with this um, but I guess similar to you Crystal maybe not so similar I don't know um, <laughs> uh, I've always for you it was that when you moved to California you were on you wanted to become independent I was forced to you were forced yeah. to yes for me I was I was forced out of a friend group in elementary school, and since then I was I've really viewed myself as separate from the conglomerate. Um, and I wonder what would have happened if it wasn't for the internet, wasn't for social media, if I would because through that I was able to talk to people interper- um, interpersonally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I, I, growing up, I felt like I was very much just I like being an introvert, you know, just being in, in, by myself, but past two years I've really discovered that I like being with people a lot and I just wonder if it wasn't for social media would I have joined um, cliques or groups in middle school that I didn't want to or that I shouldn't have joined mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that I had AIM to chat with people to communicate on that level um, I might not be the person I am today so again that social media is kind of a loose term <laughs> Um, because we did, I used GChat during that social social media experiment, but it was definitely if it wasn't for AIM, if it wasn't for MySpace later on, um, Zanga. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, yeah, I would I, I would be a different person. That's for sure. I don't know what it would look like, but I would be different. Wow. Maybe I'd be more sane in the head. Well, we wouldn't have kept in touch. This is true. And we wouldn't have started. And you wouldn't have had this Yeah, we would have never started. Never, what you think? That is very true. (laughs) I only remember why we started talking to each other. Like it was. You just it's natural for you to always keep in touch with people. I keep in touch with people a lot. Like I. You're like hey hey. I'm still in a poke war on Facebook with a friend of mine from elementary school. (laughs) We don't talk much, but it. Right now, I'm at 1,200 pokes with someone we call it. It's, it's, it's utterly stupid, but it's our way of just, hi, I acknowledge your exist. That's really funny. Yeah. And <laughs> now I know what pokes are for. <laughs> pokes are for that, and also, you don't want to mention in college. So in college, uh, I was in communication 100, just because you're supposed to take out liberal arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was a junior, and a freshman was making a speech. Um, it, was, it was a pretty bad speech. Um, but it was she was sharing about things she likes and doesn't like and one of the things she says she hates pokes and because of that I was like I just smirk and I say guys you know what we need to do tonight right <laughs> so I get to have to class the, the poker. wrong thing of saying exactly. I hate exactly yep. so I get to have to class the poker she was frustrated next <laughs> I made the mistake of saying, I don't understand this poking feature on Facebook. I hate it. And the next thing, I got pop, pop, pop. I was like, no! <laughs> uh, do you have any other questions? Um, who's your next guest? Do you know? Uh, probably Mandy. Yeah, another yeah. one of our guest bloggers. Mm-hmm. She's been, she's from the Bay Area. Yeah. So this will be our first. Skype or. Skype one. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably Skype. 
Hopefully it's not as patchy as some of the Skype chats I've had lately, but anywho. And hers is, uh, yeah, she's been guest buying for us for like more than a Over year, year now. Over a year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so a sneak peek into what our next podcast is. Um, it's <laughs> Don't want to make any promises though, because <laughs> what if... <laughs> True. But uh, I believe it's uh, crap, um, improvising with... Uh, Improvising with adversity, right? Adversity, um, and about budgeting, and budgeting, finding, uh, working hard. Working hard. It's about sur- working hard. Surviving in a tough economy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what her, most of her blogs are about that. Or at least have some sort of connection to that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that wraps this podcast up. So make sure to check out uh, Crystal, her blogs on neverwhatyouthink.com and her website. Crystalsmall.com. That is C R Y S T A L S M A L L. Also, my Instagram <laughs> at C Smalls, S E E Smalls. <laughs> where she also has this, this series on there where she does interesting dancing. No, uh, dancing in interesting places, but I think it's interesting dancing in regular places because <laughs> she just dances in like a park. I'm like, that's not an interesting place. <laughs> The place doesn't matter. It's ironic. It's quirky. It's fun. <laughs> but yeah, go check out her her dance skills on there and the food she eats and stuff on there. Instagram. <laughs> uh, and then don't forget to check out us, Never What You Think. You could tweet us at it's I-T-S-N-W-Y-T. It's... It's NWIT, or post on our Facebook page. In case you don't know how to spell it. <laughs> no, because on Twitter there's no apostrophes. Like, uh, anywho. I yeah. don't know, just making sure. I just find it funny. Anywho, yeah, it, it, at, at it's never what at you think. At it's never it, what you think. Or at it's at NWIT. We always fumble this. Or post on our Facebook page and let us know your thoughts on individualism, dating, crystal. Us dancing, social media, dancing, <laughs> community, Snapchat, Snapchat, <laughs> diaries, clicks, anything. New York, Nikes. <laughs> Why we're sitting in a hallway? <laughs> uh, yeah, just let us know your thoughts on that. All right, thanks for listening, and until next time. <laughs>